Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome everybody to the very first AMA episode. AMA, of course, stands for Ask Me Anything. If you remember a few weeks ago, I asked you to send me some questions. And boy and girl and lady and gentleman, did you send me a bunch of questions. So uh, the way this is going to work is I'm going to try and do this once a week. Uh, it might end up being once every two weeks, depending on my schedule. But I really want to get to know you all, and I want you all to get a chance to know me. So I'm going to be reading a lot of questions that you've sent to me, and I'll be answering them live. Well, not live. On demand, on air here. And you can always use that to reference. So with that being said, and without further ado, let go. The first question is, can you tell me a little bit about what you do? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, a lot of what I do is, is I usually describe myself as, as a couple of things. One is a cultural translator, and the second thing is a brand strategist. Now, as a culture translator, I work with brands, individuals, and organizations to help them discover how to connect across cultures. You know, if I'm going into a company, they're usually bringing me and my business partner, Sandra with us, um, to help them figure out how to create inclusive environments so that diversity can be leveraged appropriately. So I do a lot of workshops, a lot of consulting, a lot of training uh, along that area. I'm also a brand strategist, and I, I specifically work with change makers, so people who want to change the world and solve today's problems. I help them define their purpose, their brand, and basically allow them to to sell the message in the right way. And all this is under the umbrella of my mission statement, which is use your difference to make a difference. And obviously, in, in addition to that, I podcast, I, I, uh, I speak quite a lot to organizations, to schools, and in many, many companies. And, you know, the whole goal for me ever since I was 10 was always to build the next set of global leaders. So everything is under the umbrella of my mission statement, use your difference to make a difference. And, uh, you know, I work as a culture translator and a brand strategist. So there you go. What do you think about the growing national sentiments around the world? I, I think it's a bit sad, honestly. I, I think a, a lot of countries are missing out on the opportunities that can come about from uh, immigration and from 
benefiting from the diversity. Yes, there are some negatives that come with with having, you know, you know, maybe people that are, you're not used to living next to you all of a sudden, but I've just not been, you know, impressed or pleased with how a lot of governments have immediately moved towards one extreme, which is to like eliminate everyone out of the country, you know, whether it's Brexit, whether it's what the president of the United States, uh, you know, was saying initially before he, he ran a, his election, I think we need to learn how to understand each other. We need to learn how to make people feel more comfortable. And I think there'll be more good than bad that comes out of it. You know, that's just my opinion. Uh, you know, I, I'm not naive enough to think that there aren't some negative things that come with that. But I would like to see more governments move towards really working together as opposed to really trying to put all the blame of, of, of whatever problems the country might be going to and placing it on uh, an immigration. Uh, that's just what I think about that. How do I personally measure culture change? How do I measure culture change? This is a good question. So I, I mentioned earlier, you know, my business partner, Sandra, you're going to hear me mention her a lot. We both run a company called UID Management. And essentially what we do is we go into companies and, and environments to help them change the, the corporate culture, the company culture, or their school culture. And our goal is to make sure that they have all these inclusive environments and we're, we're showing them tactics that we've learned from our personal and professional experiences. And the way we measure culture change is by, you know, the sentiments of the people that you're leading. You know, a lot of times when we go into an environment, we always do an audit to have a feel of the environment, to see how it feels, how people feel about their leadership, how they feel about the ability, uh, how they feel about their ability to be themselves in the organization and then, you know, we always measure those, uh, those results as we continue to work with them over a period of time. And if, if it changes, if there's, there's improved morale, if people feel like there's more room for improvement, for growth, they feel like they can fully bring themselves wherever they are into the office, then we know that there's culture change. Um, and you can always see these things by improved happiness, improved results, and, and just overall confidence. And if you see that, then you know there's culture change for sure. Do you offer coaching or mentorship? Absolutely. This is a great question. Uh, you know, earlier, one of the questions was, tell me a little bit about yourself. I definitely offer a lot of coaching and mentorship. And as a matter of fact, I'm working on a few programs that are going to come into the fall. And they're all catered towards building your personal brand, launching your speaking career, and using your voice and your unique gift to actually impact the world. So I do a lot of that. Uh, I, I love working with uh, with people that are excited about their idea and people that are excited about really solving today's problems. So um, a lot of times, I, you know, I take on clients uh, given time and, and opportunity and really just share what I've learned while building my personal brand and community. But it's something I offer. And if you're interested, like I, like I always say, I'm at Ty Roxon everywhere. You know, my email address is taroxon at gmail.com or tyroxon at uidmanagement.com, T-A-Y-O-R-O-C-K-S-O-N, at uidmanagement.com. But the easiest way to really find me is just go to tyroxin.com, and then you can find all my contact information there. But great question. Thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, this question is funny. How's your dating life being that you're such a driven entrepreneur? Um, <laughs> how do I answer this question? I, I, haven't, uh, I haven't had a girlfriend since 2011 and it's not because of um you know any particular one or two reasons i'm um 
I like to describe myself as a romantic. I'm very, very patient. And, uh, you know, the type of person that I want to end up with is someone I want to build with. I want someone that can challenge me as much as I challenge her. I want someone that's, you know, it's compassionate and someone that, that really, you know, sees the world as, as a, as a, as a place where she, you know, she can inspire others to be the, you know, the best versions of themselves. So, uh, you know, I, I guess my mind hasn't really been focused on, on, on a lot of, um, relationships, but I'm at the same time, I'm not pushing it away. You know, if, if the opportunity presents itself and, you know, um, I see, uh, an opportunity to, to reach out to, to a young lady that I, or whatever age lady that I feel connected to, I definitely will, will, um, will reach out. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess my mind hasn't been there, but um, at the same time, I'm not opposed to it. I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, but at least now you have an idea of the type of person I want to end up with. You know, I want to I want to build king and queens. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, what's been the most challenging aspect getting your podcast heard more? Uh, this is from the uh, the Mikus Chambers. The most challenging aspect, initially, right now, I love how the podcast is growing, but I remember initially when I first started, a lot of my, the challenging part getting my podcast heard was just getting people to listen. I, I think a lot of people, um, I have a lot of friends, I don't know if many of you have these uh, the, these uh, type of friends as well, but they would tell me like, I don't listen to podcasts, podcast is not my thing, so it was just really convincing them to just listen. Um, but one thing I would tell you all, if you're starting a podcast, you're launching a product is... Just remember that the first few months, you have to be consistent. Make sure you're, you're texting, emailing, sending messages to every one of your friend list and families to leave reviews and make sure you're, you're emailing personally different episodes to, to people you feel like they would, they will be affected by that. And sometimes if you, if you know that a particular friend will really benefit from a message, just tell them, Hey, uh, I interviewed so and so. Just check out minute something to something. I think you really like that part. And uh, another thing uh, that I initially found challenging was some of my guests earlier weren't as as uh, forthcoming with sharing the uh, the podcast. Uh, that that was a little disappointing to me. But over time, I found that just being consistent and and always resharing, reposting at optimal times uh, really, really, um, really worked for me. And that's not a straightforward answer, but it's just to say that hard work matters consistency matters and continuously believe in in the mission of your podcast also don't get this idea in your head that you have to hit a certain number or you're being a disappointment man remember everybody everybody doing a podcast has specific goals yours could just be something that helps brand you as a thought leader yours could be as a way to broadcast um questions FAQs, frequently asked questions. You could be doing it like I'm doing now, where you just you send um, out a list of questions, and every month you just answer them, and you just basically make that a podcast. But I, I, overall, it's hard work and consistency, and definitely, um, definitely don't give up if it's something you really want to do. All right, I think many companies love the idea of being culturally diverse, but in action, it just gets shoved way down the priority list. I can tell you and I can concur that this is very much, uh, very, very much a factual statement. Uh, you know, when I go into companies, a lot of times I, I'm very careful about the companies that I work with. I usually prefer working with the progressive companies, companies that are, that have made it, uh, an intention from the leadership 
onwards. Uh, they've said leadership has made this a mandate and we want to change how we are, are impacting our organization culture. And the reason why I, I prefer working with companies that have, have made it a leadership directive is that it, it becomes something that actually works because if leadership is, is, is actually saying that they want to implement diversity and they're doing their hard work to say this is coming out of this budget, it, it not only uh, feeds confidence to, you know, to the HR team and to the, um, you know, people in the entry level. It also makes them and holds them accountable. And uh, on the flip side, when I've worked at companies that have only had this be an HR initiative, it has a ceiling. You know, it, it, it's feel good, rah, rah, rah. And then they, they get to leadership and they lead. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Chip is like, why are we doing this again? we need to focus on other business imperatives. So um, to answer your question, I, I don't know if that was a question. It does get shoved down in a lot of companies, but there are companies that are now realizing the importance of having a culture diverse workforce. And I will say the the Uber fiasco has really made companies actually care about this more, whether that's for fear of not being another Uber or whether that's for good reasons, at least the conversation is moving gradually, ever so slowly, but gradually. Uh, so yeah, if, if you're one of these, uh, um, you know, people that are pushing for change in a company, make sure you tell your, your leadership team that it has to come from them because that's the only way that it's actually going to move the needle. You know, leadership is saying something and recruiting team is going to do that. The HR team is going to act accordingly and people are going to make sure that there are checks and balances for inappropriate behaviors. So um, make sure that you're making this a leadership directive. Next question. You talk a lot about New York City being the best city in the world. Why do you love New York City so much? Well, the reason I love New York City so much is because, as many of you know, I grew up in five countries and four continents. And a lot of those countries, um, you know, let me just name them in case you, you haven't heard about the countries and you're a first-time listener. Nigeria, I'm Nigerian. I was born in Nigeria, moved to Sweden, then uh, came back to Nigeria. Then there was Burkina Faso, then there was Vietnam, and there was the United States. Uh, so Nigeria, Sweden, Burkina Faso, Vietnam, and United States. And for me, I've always loved fast-paced environments. Anyone that knows me knows I'm very, very... And I think very quickly. So... Any environment that pushes me and makes me feel like I I need to be working and, you know, sort of 
is home for me because that way I'm never complacent and I'm always in a state of being perpetually challenged. And New York City for me is that mix where it reminds me of my hometown, Lagos, Nigeria, where it's it's very crowded, it's busy, there's even some dirt all over the place. But it's also the home of media, the home of a lot of some of the most driven people in the world. And I just love the fact that it's culturally diverse. I mean, the place I live in, you, you step out the door, you're hearing Spanish, you're hearing French, you're hearing all sorts of languages. And that, to me, has always been an environment that I like to call home. Uh, so that's why it is. It's nostalgic, it's challenging, and it's uh, inspirational at the same time. If you could give one piece of advice to a large group of people, what would it be? I would say... Uh, Improve your self-awareness. And I, I want to add another thing. I, you know, the, I, I build your personal brand. That's what I would, I would actually say. And self-awareness and building your personal brands, they go hand in hand. But the reason why I'm saying build your personal brand is because we live in the fastest time ever with the most technological-driven time uh, period ever. And if you're going to ever stand out you know, in, in this sea of people and businesses, you have to be able to truly know who you are and the value that you offer. So if you're not spending time understanding what your unique set of skills can be applied to, you, you risk being lost in, in a sea of, of um, you know, ordinary-ness, if that's a word. So focus in building personal brands. And if you want to, to work in that more, definitely hit me up. That's something I love helping people figure out. But personal brand and self-awareness those are those are major key for me for sure uh let's see i'm gonna do a few wow you guys have a lot of questions i'm gonna i'm gonna save some for next week but i want to answer maybe two more and then um and then we'll we'll uh focus on next week or next time i do this why do you think other blacks find it hard to attract and do business with white people you know i think this is this is a very it's not a black and white answer, <laughs> pun. It's not a black and white answer, but I, I think a lot of this obviously has come down to to several things. One of the the reasons is I've noticed, you know, the systems in place haven't put a lot of um, of education in black communities on par with where they need to be, and so you haven't, you know, resources haven't been put into the society where a lot of black people have lived that will expose them to opportunity. And so when you don't expose a lot, when you don't expose a lot of people to those type of opportunities, you don't start off on an even playing ground. So that's one. And then, you know, even if those, even if you have a lot of black people who have gotten the right amount of education, it does seem like the, the, some companies are, are, you know, privy to a lot of unconscious bias and they don't get them in. Uh, and they don't get enough uh, black people into the system. And that doesn't allow for, for more exposure to, to white environments and then white people, since they've not worked a lot of black people, tend to hold in uh, certain unfair biases. But now on our, on our end as black people, there are a lot of things that we can do. I, I think a lot of us need to give back to our community. We need to go and, and promote different types of stories. You know, I, I, I'm a huge, huge hip-hop fan, a huge uh, R&B fan, but at the same time, there, there are a lot of messages that we subconsciously pass on to the younger generation and we make them feel like their only path to success is, you know, is, uh, you know, whether it's, it, it's sports or entertainment. And I want us to take on the challenge of taking on more leadership roles and doing more volunteer work where we go back to our communities and say, 
hey, um, this is how you can be a financial guy. This is how you can be a medical guy and just make sure we're creating this opportunity. So in addition to creating more exposure to, to a lot of, uh, to a lot of African Americans, we also need to do more to, to change the narrative. Let, uh, let us define success differently to the younger generation and let us be more present in that community. So it's a combination of things. I, I'm working my hardest to, to fix the system, but at the same time, we should also work hard to, to be good representatives to our, our younger generation. Uh, so there's that. And, uh, last question. You speak a lot, Tayo. Uh, I, I've, um, I've enjoyed watching your speaking career, especially since you've, you've had three TEDx talks this year. That's amazing to me. I am blown away by that. Your, um, your drive for, for speaking and spreading messages is admirable, but I don't feel like I'm adequate enough. I don't feel like I have a, a good message that could, uh, that could resonate. Can you share some of your strategies for when you get on stage? Wow. Uh, first of all, thank you. That's incredibly kind of you. And I, I want to attack one thing. You're not inadequate. You know, first of all, everybody has a voice. Uh, and, and I will tell you this that, you know, I was trying for two years before I tried for over two years, right? Rather, to, before I could get on any TEDx stage, you know, it was at least, uh, 16 or 18. I can't remember what, it, what the number was. I stopped counting at some point. 16 or 18 applications before people, one person even said yes. So it's not, you know, a matter of, um, you know, me getting lucky. It's a matter of continuing to push through. And I just took those 16 rejections as like, Hey, you know, it wasn't my time yet. And as for, you know, whenever I get on stage and whatever I, whatever motivates me to get to, to, to speak and spread a message, it's really making sure I know what my why is. I find that I get nervous a lot and people don't believe me. I get nervous a lot, but Whenever I remind myself of the why, uh, you know, of why I'm speaking on stage, it's it's always bigger than than any of my nerves. So I get on stage and I make sure that I I deliver the message for that one person or two people that could benefit from that message and then go on to impact the community. My process uh, when I get on stage is is uh or before I get on stage and and to write in the speech is is, is as follows. So whenever I realize I'm going to be speaking at something, I I initially just come up with a topic. You know, if I, if I have an idea of the topic I'm going to do, I start with that. And then I, I then go into a loose outline, like basically saying the intro, I think I'm going to do a quote. I'm going to do a story. So intro, body, uh, and then a conclusion and then a call to action. I like to call it the ABCCs. So attention grabbing headline. That could be a story. That could be a quote. That could be, you know, uh, a sentence, a statement. And then the B is the body, and the C is the conclusion, and the the other C is the call to action, A, B, C, C. So once I have that down, I basically write and fill in the, the, the blanks based on that outline and go, all right, this is what I want the attention grabbing the headline to be, this is what I want to be included in the body, and this is what I want to be. The, I want the conclusion to be, and this is what I want the call to action to be. And then I go re-edit it for flow. Uh, make sure that, you know, it sounds like my voice, my speaking voice. And then once I've done that, I start recording with my voice notes on, on my iPhone and I record it and I play it everywhere I go. You know, when I'm going to the gym, when I'm walking down the street, I play it until I, I get that down. And then, um, I just start reciting it myself from memory and, and I then re-record it again 
and then um, I, I type it up and make sure that I, I can compare this with the previous uh, <laughs> previous typed up um, message that I uh, that I wrote, and then um, I'm usually ready. But it's it's a very thorough, 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 thorough process. Sometimes I will even go ahead and storyboard it before I, I uh, rewrite it again. So, just in summary, start off with the ABCCs: attention grabbing headline, body, conclusion, and then call to action. And then I write down everything that comes to mind based on that outline. And then I re-edit it for flow. And then I record myself saying it. And then I memorize it. And then I re-record myself without reading anything. Um, and uh, that, that's my, my speaking formula. But, you know, once again, if you want to talk to me about this more in depth, please reach out to me, uh, Tyroxin everywhere, or Tyroxin.com. And I'll be more than happy to work with you one-on-one on this. So, but there you go. That's the first edition of the AMAs. I'm really, really excited. Keep the questions coming. I really, really um, feel honored that you all even uh, sent me questions for me to answer. And I definitely will try and make this a regular thing. And I want to make sure that you all are getting value and I'm sharing as much knowledge as I can. So, do me a favor, ladies and gentlemen. Till next week, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.